Welcome to the Down to Business Podcast with Alex Kirby, where entrepreneurs and small businesses come to stretch themselves and grow their company. From interviews to in-depth discussions, you'll learn how to market effectively, increase profits, and become the leader your company needs you to be. Now, let's get down to business. Well, hello, everybody. This is Alex Kirby, host of the Down to Business Podcast, where we make your business our business. We get into it with you to help you go through the ABCs of business and help you learn how to grow your business, start one, or make it better each and every day. Again, my name is Alex Kirby. I am owner of Trifecta Landscaping and Pure Media Solutions here in Columbia, South Carolina. If this is your first time, we had a lot of new listeners last week's episode uh, with Cass from Ballard Products, and we really appreciate you guys listening. Today, I've got an awesome guest um, with me here. His name is Doug Collier. He is the owner of Apex Tactical Solutions, and he was an FBI agent for a long time. So, Doug, appreciate you being with us today, man. Thanks for having me. Man, you're welcome. I'm super stoked you're here. Uh, known Doug several years, guys, uh, from church stuff and uh, just just life. I feel like, you know, Doug, We I feel like we talk on Facebook or interact on Facebook all the time. Yeah, exactly. Like I, I always feel like I, you pop up somewhere, and I'm like, man, that's good. Um, Doug owns... Um, Guys, at Apex Tactical Solutions, he just started uh, his second career after retiring from the FBI, right, Doug? Right. And um, Man of Faith, you guys know this is a uh, not a Christian-focused podcast, but we are Christians that host it, so we're going to talk about Jesus all the time. And Doug is also a follower of Christ, and he does a really cool thing. Doug, I want you to talk about what you do on Facebook, and it's really interesting here in a second. But again, Doug, thanks for being on the show, and um, tell us a little bit, Doug, about yourself and your background and you know, what kind of brought you up to starting your business here? You know, give us a few minutes because you got a lot of good stuff you've done in your life. <laughs> All right. So uh, thank you for having me. It's good to be here. Um, I have spent uh, just under 29 years in government service, spent five and a half years as an Army officer after college and then joined the FBI in 2000 and uh, in 1997, rather, uh, spent 23 years as an FBI agent. Um, spent the first 10 years in Atlanta where I worked mostly gangs and drugs. I uh, did SWAT uh, while I was there. And then I transferred to the FBI Academy as a tactical instructor where I spent uh, almost eight years and trained around 7,000 agents over my time there. Uh, and then transferred back to Columbia where I spent the last five and a half years of my career working uh, violent crimes, uh, bank robberies and carjackings, um, that kind of thing here in the Midlands area. And then retired in August of 2020. And uh, my wife and I made the decision to uh, start this company. Uh, I had to do something at 50 years old or 50 years young, rather. Uh, and so we decided to leverage my training experience yes. over all those years Beautiful. Um, into, into this company. And so uh, that's how I kind of got here. Uh, I want to hit on this first and then we'll go back to your backstory. We talked to a lot of guys and people through this, through this medium of the podcast about leveraging what you're good at. And I just think it, it was so smart when I saw you announce that you were starting your tactical, you know, operation right. with your business. I was like, man, that's perfect. I mean, you, you've gotten all this paid for by the government, paid for, you know, experience that no, I mean, very few people in the world would you agree? You know, very few people have the experience and the the training you have. So when you start a business doing that, it's a no brainer. People are going to be like, of course, I'm going to go to Doug to learn that. You know, it's it's right. like Alex Rodriguez. In baseball? Are right. you a baseball fan? Uh, I, I watch it some, Okay, yeah. so who, who do you remember? Barry Bonds? You remember yeah. Barry Bonds? It's like Barry Bonds opened a hitting academy. Right. Like, duh, I'm going to go there. <laughs> He's the all-time home run leader. So I, I feel like that was, man, it was so smart of you. And I hope people think about that now as you say that, as, as, as they're listening to this. They're like, oh, okay. I don't have to start a business that 
maybe everyone else thinks I should start. I'm just going to start one that makes sense off my skills that you already have. Right. So that was really cool. So talk a little bit, Doug, about, you know, the transition from like, what was it like being an FBI agent and then owning a business? I would assume, you tell me here, that you would live in the shadows somewhat as an FBI agent. You're, you're not wanting everyone to know your business. And then for, tw- you know, 20 something years, you're living that way. Kind of, you know, right. <laughs> I'm imagining the movies where, where you're putting mowing your lawn and you're always looking around and seeing if people are like <laughs> looking down the street and you don't really want anyone to know you too much. And then now you're owning a, owning a business where you right. want, you're out in front of people all the time. Right. So what's that been like? It was very challenging because I mean, by design and by, you know, by process, I mean, we, we intentionally keep a very low profile. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't want anyone to know what I did for a living. Um, and I was oftentimes a little bit bemused by the fact that people found out. Usually. Would you tell people if they asked? I, I mean, if, if it was someone, I mean, I would, Government? I would really, really, you know, kind of water down the description that I was an investigator or that I uh-huh. worked for the Department of Justice. I'd bump it up one level from the FBI just right. to kind of give some level of, you know, anonymity. And then, I mean, for people who knew me at church, I mean, I've been, uh, my cover's been blown by more than one pastor, uh, <laughs> unintentionally, I'm sure. But, you know, they love to introduce me as this is our FBI agent. And I'm like, ah, here we go again. So, yeah. uh, but it's all good. I mean, I just, but especially the all piece. I mean, I intentionally maintained yeah. a very light footprint um, on social media, for not just not just for work. I mean, I'm I'm an old school guy, man, sure. I, and I'm not one that is just you know stuck and drawn to this social media. Uh, I'm just not, and so I'm, I've had to learn that uh, with my job, mm-hmm. with my former profession. Uh, but now, I mean, I'm learning that you've got to be out there on yes. social media. Uh, and then, of course, there's the ministry aspect with the Bible study. Yeah, talk that about I, that real quick, Doug. Talk about how you've been doing that. Well, I mean, I, in my business, I'm very upfront with the fact that it's Christian-based. I mean, I, I, everything I have is because of, of Christ in, in my life, and, and I'm very blessed. And I just, I, I'll, I'll say that every chance I get, because mm-hmm. it's the most important thing about me. Um, and so... When I came here, uh, I started teaching a Sunday school class at church, and then through through work, I had some uh, some officers ask about starting a Bible study, mm-hmm. and so we began meeting Tuesday mornings at Matthias's Sandwich Shop up in Irmo. Man, Matthias's, yeah, solid, awesome place, man. Mr. Producer Chris is from Irmo. Okay, okay, and Matthias's is it's the one on Irmo Drive, right, right there on the right. Um, when you're going past McDonald's? Yeah, that's okay. Um, no one knows, you know, our listeners in 30 countries don't know what we're talking about, but <laughs> Matthias is, is a hole-in-the-wall gym. Oh, it's And I want to just give them a shout-out. I Matthi- love Matthias. We God, eat there. So I meet good. my brother, uh, who's a sled agent there for lunch every week, and it's, uh, we, we love <laughs> Matthias. Got some free security, Matthias. is awesome. FBI and sled agent. <laughs> and awesome. uh, so they were gracious enough to let us meet in the, fr- in the front part yeah, of the restaurant. Yeah, because they're not even open at 7 a.m., right? They open for us. And, that's amazing. And so it's just, it was, it was amazing. Amazing, and so that thing started, and we had uh, kind of started as law enforcement. We had state, federal, and local that came, and then mm-hmm. we started having, you know, can I bring my friend? And I mean, I'm never t- telling anybody no to come here a Bible study. And before right. you know it, it had grown a lot, uh, and it maintained a really solid attendance rate over the the years we did it live. And then, of course, in March of 2020, when you know everything stopped because of this uh, this pandemic, um, you know, we had to find alternate means, and I just I just couldn't stop 
these folks who had had come to hear yeah. the word. And so I began really out of my box of in my comfort zone, started to broadcast over Zoom and Facebook Live. Something I vowed I would never do was to Facebook Live anything. And, right. and now, you know, a year later, we are every Tuesday morning logging on at seven and I'm sending out Zoom Zoom meeting links and uh, Facebook Live and a Bible study. It's amazing. Yeah. What's your attendance looking like for that? Like, are you able to track some of that? Yeah, I try not to look at the numbers because I know that for me, it's easy to get discouraged. Sure. Right. I, you know, I know I have to, to let everybody in Zoom and we normally have anywhere from 10 to 15. And then, you know, the Facebook Live I'll, names pop up. And mm-hmm. uh, I, but I am excited to say we have folks from all over the country it's and amazing. we've got some folks, a uh, missionary that I met through church who is uh, in the middle of Africa, logs in on that thing That's and watches so cool. it. So, I mean, it's, it's amazing. God's using that technology in amazing ways. Technology is not meant, you know, for destruction. It's, it can be such a, a tool. Absolutely. Um, I'm, it's funny, we, you talked about not really caring about Facebook that much personally, right? I'm like, people would never know this, but I'm the same way. If I didn't own a business, I'm not sure I could honestly say I would have social media if I didn't have to use it for for connecting with customers right. and all that. I'm not a huge fan of it. Well, um, but it's interesting to say that because, I mean, even with my reluctance to do that, when I committed to it through the ministry aspect, yeah. God, I think God was literally preparing me for the business part of it. Sure. Because now when I acknowledge that I had to start getting out there for business, so much it more was comfortable. much easier because yeah. I've been doing it with the ministry for right. you know a couple of years. And right. so it's, uh, you know, it all worked out. Hey guys, this episode is brought to you by Brand Buzz, bringing you the very best in promotional items and brand apparel. From trade show giveaways to creating the ultimate customer experience for your business, nobody will help you more than Brand Buzz. Pop-up displays and banner stands to promotional swag, creating the ultimate customer experience package is what they specialize in. Make sure you go to brandbuzzswag.com to learn more and use the Trifecta 5 promo code if you're contacting them through Instagram or anything else. Thank you guys. So, Tell me some of the skills. So this is where like a lot of our listeners, we're trying to peel the onion back where they can see the things that God has taught them over the years that you didn't, you just said prepared them for something they didn't know was coming. Right. What are some of the skills you learned as an FBI agent and your, your your background before your business that right when you started your business, you're like, wow, Lord, thank you so much that I have learned these things because I had no idea I would have to use these XYZ skills for this opening this business? That's a great question. I mean, for me, there's there's kind of two answers. One is the tactical teaching skill set. I mean, I was involved with teaching for the FBI early in my career and and maintained that presence throughout my career. So I have had tremendous opportunities to travel literally around the world to teach Mm. tactics and firearms and defensive tactics. I didn't know that. So they traveled you around the world for that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Not just at Quantico. Fantastic opportunity. What amazing things. Um, The other thing is, I mean, between the Army and the FBI, the leadership skills, you know, Mm. as an Army officer and then as an FBI agent, I mean, there's very much a leadership emphasis um, and not necessarily attached to a title. I mean, I've always believed that you can lead where you where you find yourself, right. even if it's informally. Um, and then the ability to talk to people. I mean, man, it's just, you know, one of the struggles that I think that that not just the Bureau, but many places have today is we have generation entering the workforce who are so tied to a screen and have in some ways not lost, but but lessen their ability to look someone in the eyes and have a face-to-face conversation. Yeah. That's how I grew up. I mean, yeah. so when I've now had to go meet people and to teach to strangers and to introduce myself and make these associations with people, I, I've got, you know, 28 plus years of looking people in the eye and having point. conversations. So that would be a, a, 
one of the things I would definitely credit for. Totally agree with you. I think the number one, one of the biggest keys of business, I was telling someone this last night, actually, the num- one of the two that I say to people is knowing your numbers and then knowing how your customers think and act. So knowing them before you have a game plan. But, but that goes with communicating. I mean, right. talking to people is one thing. But can you communicate what you're actually trying to say? And those skills you learn in the the military and the government, I can't imagine how great. Well, let's talk about that. So how, what's it been like? I mean, that decision, let, tell me that conversation you and your wife had where you were like, hmm, what am I going to do? So we, we, we knew and agreed that I I had to do something, right? I mean, what I'm making in retirement is not nearly what I was making actively and and we've got you know two beautiful daughters who want to go to college and Mm -hmm. we're trying to help with that and just you know the the things in life that require money and so we knew that I had to do something I needed to do something to make up that gap Um, and so we talked about leverage in my experience and also I mean quite frankly if you look at the world there's a lot of people who are scared about what's going on. Right. And so we've the, the audience has in some ways been created for us and mm. the demand has been created because of the circumstances we find ourselves in. And so it's not been difficult filling a lot of these classes because people want this this training. Um, but uh, we talked about that and then kind of came up with the business plan. It was informal, but we talked about what it would look like. Uh, and then I started figuring out, so how do we, ma- how do we actually do this? Because right. uh, what's your wife's background? She's a pharmacist by trade. Yeah, so she's a smart lady. She's a lot smarter than I yeah, am. Yeah, she's a smart I'm lady. I married up, man. Big time, <laughs> I married up. Yeah. We, hopefully we all do, right? That's right. But um, yeah, yeah. I knew, I remembered you saying your wife had, was a very educated, smart lady. So Absolutely. that makes total sense. Yep. And so we set off and started going through kind of the steps, you know, I mean, the first thing was determining kind of what we were going to name this thing and mm-hmm. what it was, what it was Great going name, to be. Great name, by the way. Oh, thank you very much much. No, yeah. seriously. I mean, we talk about you. We've never talked about this, right? but we have an episode and we talk to people all the time about choosing how important choosing a name is yep. and not making it your last name and not making it like a generic adjective, right? an apex because, and you want your name to be where they leave off the end of it at one point. Right. Like I'm, you don't say I'm going to apex tactical solutions. Exactly. You just say apex. Yep. Per, perfect <laughs> name. Great name choice. Yeah. So we did that, came up with a logo. I had a good friend of mine, um, who, uh, actually, uh, is the owner of Valhalla, um, iron that does okay. powder coating and stuff. He's oh, a cool. graphic designer, ph- phenomenal creative mind helped me to actually take my scribblings and mm-hmm. turn it into our logo. Cool. And uh, so, and then I had a friend from church who has a background uh, in, in legal, helped me actually navigate the secretary of state mm-hmm. website to actually get the incorporation done. Went to the bank, met with bankers, set yep. up the, you know, Checking keep, accounts, keep them uh-huh. separated, right? Yep. Business finances and personal finances. Yes. Um, and then started talking to, you know, an accountant to make sure that we understood what we needed to do on the tax side of things. And then started the marketing aspect, got some business cards, yeah. <laughs> made up some flyers and started making posts. And then... Yeah. So how'd you... So so do you have a brick and mortar location in, in Chapin? No, we don't. We, okay. um, we, it's, I mean, it's obviously I have a home office where I do a lot of the right. stuff and then we have uh, um, some places that we do actually use classroom okay. space. And then we have some uh, very, very generous friends that we get a church with who are allowing us to use their property to shoot right now. Cool. I mean, that's, I would love at some point uh, yeah, is that the hope to for have our a... benefit and theirs to have a place that yeah. we had um, that we could kind of dedicate to that. But right. uh, God will provide. And until then, he is providing. Absolutely. And so we're very thankful for that. Um, uh, let's hit on that because that's a, that's a great, I can't believe that, you know, a lot of people when they start a business, they're like, I got to have this building. I got to have this land. I got to have, and you know, you don't, you know, like when we started our landscaping business, we started it, um, 
we were living with two couples in a house and they, I just started outside and I had like a push mower and I had nothing really. And, but you know, everybody says you got to have so many things. And so I think that's a key thing for our listeners to, to hear from what you're saying, Doug, is do it with what you got. Right. You know, and, and that's important because society, America, they're not saying that. They're saying go and leverage everything you can to right. get all the nice fancy stuff when you don't even have a customer yet. Exactly. It's like, it's just so backwards, you know? Yeah. And it was challenging. I mean, we knew there were things we had to get sure. for startup, sure. but we tried to be very intentional right. and very, you know, resourceful with what we did have mm-hmm. um, and then try to make the most of, take the least amount the farthest we could while we were building. Very you important. Know? And That's again, great. God's provided and we've been able to get a few more things, more of niceties that mm-hmm. have made it. A little more professional, mm-hmm. a little bit more convenient and efficient. Uh, and listen, I would love to have, you know, a couple of acres of land that had a fantastic natural backstop that I could put a metal building on for classroom mm-hmm. space. I would love that. And if, and if you know, if it comes to fruition, God provides, that's his will, then that's, that's what will happen. But until then, we're going to keep, you know, moving forward with what we've got, where we're at right now, and just trust him for the results. Lean and mean, man. That's right. Lean and mean. I love that. Um, which you can come shoot out here anytime, brother. Well, y'all little, heard that. I got, a, right I got a backstop right here. We <laughs> had a, y'all heard that. We had a, we had a pretty, uh, I'm not going to drop the name, but we had a famous person come out here the other day. One of my, uh, my mentor's sons is a very famous, uh, Christian artist. Really? And he called me. He was like, Hey, can, can I come shoot guns at your property with him? I was like, please, wow. I would love to be able to say That's that awesome. you shot guns at my property. <laughs> so that was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, so, so Doug, talk about. Like, how have you gotten customers? Like, how did you, I mean, talk, like, how did you even start with, with the pandemic and not being able to go and see that many people in person for, for tactical stuff? You would, I would think you'd have to explain a lot of things in person to people. So Um, great question, Alex. And so basically, and this is going to sound kind of funny, but I mean, you know, when we started talking about this with our friends from church, mm-hmm. man, the the church network spread like wildfire. Really? I had people I had not even actually met, like to have a conversation with, come up and say, "When you start your company, I want to I want to take this class. That's I want to so take cool. that class." And so that was that was the groundswell of of, mar- of marketing and advertising. And it's amazing and the networks. You know, this person knows these ten people. Yes. And before you know it, it's out there. And then, of course, again, using taking that and and trying to force multiply with social media, yes, the next right. door and Facebook and that stuff. Um, and that next door app. Let's talk about that. Yeah. That app is so cool, and a lot of people don't even know about it. <laughs> I love it. Sometimes I got to turn it off yeah. because some of the threads get a little entertaining. They go, they and finally, you're crazy. like, I got I, life's too short to to lose my mind to this stuff. For but, people don't know about Nextdoor, it's basically a small Facebook, right? Like yes. your area you live in, yes. a square mile radius. All the people who have the app can yep. you know be included in your community or area or whatever. Oh, it's, I mean, it's great so for lost cool. dogs. Too. Yeah, it's great for that. Or like your power out. I mean, it's just it's really a good app, and right. it's been very helpful. And we just started our business profile on that. Oh, which I didn't is a whole even know they had that. process, but we just finished that. So I need to go look at that ASAP. I didn't even know they had that now. Yep. And next door is super cool because Facebook can get a little clunky with people like yeah. that are not in your market, but right. next door is really like, it's pretty cool. That's yep. cool. So people, if you don't have next door app, you need to download that right now, especially if you're um, in like a boutique sales, women who are listening, some of our women listeners, if you're in um, home good services, 
man, you could sell a ton of stuff through the Nextdoor app, more yep. than even just the people who are tradesmen. You can do reviews and yeah, you can get reviews and people cool. look at that stuff. I mean, we Absolutely. get, I've, I found several businesses over the time we've been here and had that app that I got from recommendations mm-hmm. off Nextdoor. So man, definitely cool. solid piece of gear. So, so talk to me about your business plan right now. You, what do you services do you offer and how'd you kind of figure out what people wanted and- right. So we did a lot of market research. When I say we, mostly Tracy mm-hmm. did a lot of market research, looking at other companies in the area, doing the same thing to see what they were doing, what they were charging for. I mean, just doing research, trying right. to figure out where we wanted to sort of insert ourselves in the market. Um, and listen, there are a lot of folks doing a great job with sure. the same stuff in the area. And uh, so this, I was hoping that my resume would 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 help set me apart it in some ways. Would. And yeah. so um, we did that. And then, uh, you know, after that, we started... Uh, um, to figure out what we should be doing. And so the first thing is we kind of have a, it's kind of a progression of classes. The one that I teach that we've done the most of is the introduction to firearms and firearm safety class. Oh, okay. That's for folks who may never intend on buying a gun, may not like guns, but it's to talk about what happens if you encounter one, okay. you, you know, find one in your front yard or your grandkid find, I mean, just common sense ways, talk about safety, talk about ways to safely and responsibly store firearms, mm. talk about different kind of guns that are out there. It's kind of a 101. Right. And then uh, we finish that talking about recommendations. We always have questions about, well, I want to buy a gun. What should I buy? Mm-hmm. And so one of the services that I offer to people who come to that class is if you want to buy your first gun, then I will meet you at the gun store and give you an unbiased opinion from our side of the counter just to make sure That's it's a great thing. You know, to do. And I've had a couple of folks who've taken me up on that and uh, it's worked out very well. That's awesome. So from there, we offer what's called a handgun one, which is basically fundamental marksmanship, literally how to shoot, how yeah. to hold it, how to aim, how to press the trigger um, for folks who are just kind of starting that journey. And then we do the South Carolina concealed weapons permit class has been oh, the huge. biggest seller because everybody wants a permit. Um, we also do an active assailant, uh, awareness training for churches, schools, and businesses. So wait a second here. So you were smart enough to think about training the people that have to be trained for all the issues people are nervous about. Is that what you're saying? Right. That's interesting. So, so churches, businesses, security guards, stuff like that, or schools. Yeah, I mean, basically, it's uh, so we did this in the bureau. One is there of the- a certif- certification process with that, or is it just a well, so I teach that based upon I'm a I'm an active shooter instructor certified right. by Alert um, out of San Marcos, Texas, okay. and so the FBI partnered with Alert after the Newtown tragedy, um, and uh, we spent you know a tremendous amount of time and effort traveling around the country teaching law enforcement. Um, active shooter tactics. Mm -hmm. When I got to South Carolina, I arrived literally within a couple of days of the uh, Charleston shooting. Oh, man, yeah. As a result of that, we began doing what we called house of worship presentations around the state where we would go and basically teach congregations, listen, if if you're in church or if you're at the mall or if you're in your office and you hear gunshots, there are some things that you can do proactively to help increase your survivability. Mm. Um, And so that sort of that morphed to business Businesses. And then, so when I retired, I completely redid that presentation, new graphics, new statistics, Very new numbers, cool. and um, and now have that, that I can go to houses of worship, to businesses or schools, and basically teach people what happens, what you can do if you find yourself right, in, in an position. incident and how to survive. I've thought about that recently because we're about to move locations for our business. And what happens if someone rolls up on you? And and just decides that they think you have something in there. Right. 
and you don't want to freeze. I, I, that's the, the worst thing you want to do is freeze, but I'm sure I would at this point. So that's 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 a great resource for for in, anybody, but especially, you know, gatherings of people. Yep. Wow, that's a great idea. So you're doing that. You're doing a lot of the, the permit, the concealed weapons right. permitting. Um is the down the line maybe a gun range? Is that um, that recurring revenue of like having a gun range where people can come and practice? Is that a hope? Maybe you know. If I that's, would love to, but I, I yeah. mean, again, I mean, there are benefits to indoor ranges. One of them is not the health factor. I just there aren't many places that are that are more unhealthy to to breathe air than a, than a gun. I did range. not know that. I Explain mean, that to me. Now, I have no the, idea. The, the nicer gun ranges, the the ones that have the good air handling and filtration systems, because. You figure that when you fire that round, you got all the lead particulate and, and stuff that's in the air. And if you breathe that in, that is not healthy. It's a not a healthy place. And I've been in them over my life that were not properly filtrated and it's bad. I mean, the, the, the good ones are, um, but I'd much rather stand outside and shoot if I if I'm going to be doing that. that. Um, I never knew that. So I would love to do that at some point. Um, it would be certainly easier to have a place that we could sort of you know bring different kind of targets out, bring cars out. You oh know, yeah. Th- things that I can't do where we are. Things right. that I won't do where we are now because it's not it's not our property. So are you thinking you don't have you don't have any employees right now, right? Nope, it's just just Tracy and I. What do you think? Is that something you want to have down the line? Is some employees or people that are retired cops and stuff like that? Or um, as a, if we get that big where it's necessary, I mean, I'd love to have a second set of eyes, mm-hmm. especially on the live fire portion, because um, they're just one of me. Uh, but obviously, there are some necessary certifications someone has to sure. have before they can they can serve as a range safety officer or a firearms instructor. So uh, it had to be the right some somebody to do that sure. as an employee. That's interesting because. Yeah, that's a lot of trust. A right. lot of trust, a lot of trust. The other thing that we're doing, um, <laughs> and we're actually doing our very first one tomorrow night in Chapin, is a home defense class. Because Oh, what a great idea. And, and you know, this is, I've had people ask me if, if we are capitalizing on people's fears, and I don't think that's necessarily a fair characterization. I think people are afraid. Sure. And we are simply providing a training mechanism for them to be not afraid, to yeah. have confidence in their home. Absolutely. It's so funny how people want to, characterize things it's not capitalizing you're you're the resource that they don't have right and yes of course you have to have a monetary um for your time your licensing your ammunition you're using your expertise that you paid for a lot of years to learn you know it's absolutely crazy but that, that is such a resource for people um we have a shotgun that we have a tactical home shotgun that we might I probably need to have my wife do, you know, right. so she feels more comfortable with. I haven't thought about that. That's a great idea. I might have to yeah. join you on that. So let Doug let, to wrap this up, I wanna give me spend a few minutes talking about this. What are some of the biggest things you've learned in these seven months of being a business where, you know, our listener who's listening right now is thinking about starting a business right. or just started and they're drowning right now and, and they're not gonna be drowning forever, sure. but, but they're drowning right now. What are some buoys you could throw out there, some life jackets of things you've learned here in this, these seven months going from never owning a business, working for a huge organization, right. and now you went to the exact opposite spectrum right. and you're a small business owner. What are some you know key things that you've learned or um, strategies you've taken you know that you can just share with someone who right. may it would be helpful? 
Well, again, I, and I have to underpin everything I'm about to say with saying this, that, you know, we entered this, you know, after a lot of prayer and consideration and trusting that if we put God first in this endeavor, that he would he would honor that. And yeah. we're trusting him yes. in, in whatever happens, whatever size and, you know, expansiveness that this gets to or that it doesn't get to. We're trusting that it's by, by, by God's design and we're OK with that. And so um, starting with that and then just I would tell people that sometimes and for me, it's hard to be patient. It's hard to wait for things that I, I want to see happen. And so letting that fuse burn at the rate it needs to initially mm. can be a little frustrating, but trust that it will catch. And once it catches, you know, you may be busier than you even wanted right. to be. So it's, uh, and again, that's not just, you know, the good idea fairy showing up and saying, hey, you know, this is what you need to do. I mean, I, we've had to wait and be patient. And even now, I mean, you know, I've done classes where I had three people show up mm-hmm. and, I went and taught three people because that's important. And I was at the best use of my time. Some would probably argue not, but I thought, you know what? It's goodwill. It's a commitment that I made to teach this. And if exactly. three people show up, then I'm going to teach three people. Um, the, so be that, patient. Man, that, you're, that ripple effect. Let's talk about that. Like it is, you, you know, you talk to people and they're like, man, is it worth it doing one customer or three? You know, like you said, like it didn't really make a lot of sense that day. Maybe financially or, or your time, but you have no idea what that one person might become your biggest advocate and get you 30 customers. 100%. One day. You have no idea. We, um, I, I told, I tell a quick story. Let me tell you about this. Uh, first started my company. Uh, I'm not sure if I've shared this on the podcast or not. Um, didn't know what I was doing at all. Misquoted a job for a lady, lost money. Um, but I, you know, I committed to finishing it out and doing it. And it took me, gosh, I must have lost $100. And at that time, I did not have $100 to lose. But I finished it out, and she said, oh, you did a great job. She ended up tipping me 50 bucks, so maybe a little bit better. And uh, don't hear anything from her for four four months or so. And one day, she she added me on Facebook, and uh, she messaged me and says, hey, Alex, do you, um, do you do HOA maintenance? And I was like, absolutely, you know. She says, like, oh, well, you did such a great job. I'm going to put you in the bid, uh, our HOA. And uh, we've done that HOA for four years now, and it's substantial, you know, amount of money. So you go from losing money on one lady, but you know, doing the job all the way to it's that's right. A, so I, I just I couldn't echo that more with you, um, Doug. Is, is I hope people, you know, listening, just push through, man. Like you, you what was the phrase you said about like you don't know how long it's going to take for that thing to spark? Right, it's a man, slow burn. Ah, slow burn, man. And, and so you don't know when that firework's going to just set off, and it's going to be more customers than you can imagine because you just kept grinding, grinding it out. And I, I want, that's such a testimony. Um, and I think you're going to kill it. I really do. Like, I think your business is going to blow up, especially, um, you're right. Like we have a society right now. There's so much confusion and fear. I mean, today we're recording this on, in Joe Biden's inauguration today and, uh, be that how you feel that comes with a lot of confusion and fear with people. And if people can, not operate out of fear and confusion, at least with some good information and good training. Right. It makes our society a lot safer and a lot, you know, more prepared, I would think. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and, and I've had a lot of folks call, uh, even within the church, say, hey, 
how are we supposed to handle this? I mean, mm. I mean, I, I, you know, I'm a, I'm a proud American and I have these these thoughts, but I'm also a Christian and I have to have these thoughts. How do I balance that? And that, that's the question, you know, I mean, that's mm-hmm. the question I, I can tell you. And you didn't really ask, but I'll, I'll tell Please you anyway. Do. I mean, this to me, I, I have looked at this and listen, I'm aware of what's going on. I understand what is likely to to come from this new administration, but I'm not looking at it at, at a despair. I'm not afraid. I'm not scared. I just I, I've. Man, Jesus is still on the throne Amen. yesterday, today, yeah. and tomorrow. And and I and if I keep that in front of me, then whatever changes happen in Washington and whatever things come from that, it helps me to manage that because I mean we're not called to live in a spirit of fear. And right. I, and and the biggest thing is people are looking for something real. Right. And where should where better for them to see that than in the lives of people who claim to be Christians, Amen. who claim to have Christ? Right. We should be demonstrating what steadfast immovable faith looks mm-hmm. like. I mean, that's what we're called to do. And so I'm not saying that I'm apathetic or that I'm just taking my hands off the wheel. I'm right. just, I'm not, I'm choosing not to live in a spirit of fear Amen. and despair. You know? I had a guy tell me today, I met with this gentleman earlier and he said, oh, we were talking about it a little bit and he goes, well, at least I already know what the final chapter says. Amen. And I was like, man, that is a great <laughs> perspective right. <laughs> to have. And he's right, you know? Yep. So we don't know what the middle is going to say and how that turns out, but we know how it ends if, That's right. if you're a person of faith. So Doug, I do want to thank you so much, man, for coming on the show today. Um, I want to give you the opportunity to tell people your website, tell people where they can find you if they're sure. local. You know, we have a lot of people across the country, but yeah. we do have a lot of people listening locally if they're interested. Yeah. So we, uh, the website is www.apex tactical.net. And we have a website that has all the course descriptions and you can sign up through that. We generally operate in the Midlands area of South Carolina, that kind of middle band of the state. But uh, if if the the audience is the right size, I can travel, uh, Mm. you know, statewide um, and even maybe jump into other states uh, if the opportunity presents itself. We're working on actually getting certified um, to teach the CWP virtually oh, with cool. the classroom part yeah. and then of course the test and the uh, the, the qualification but uh, we're, we're working on that just to kind of give people even more of an option that'd be, that'd be awesome. so uh, that's how to find us and I uh, would love to talk to you about it, helping out with your training your firearms training needs super important well again Doug thank you so much for being on this episode of the Down to Business podcast where your business is our business guys we thank you so much for listening please go leave us a five star review on Apple Podcasts and anywhere else you listen to podcasts. And again, thank you so much, guys, and have a great rest of your week.